Welcome to Mission Sunlight Chat from the Media Missionaries of Network 7 Media Center. We are normally in our world headquarters located in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and uh, glad to share that with you. But we're in a different place in the USA. Today we are in Kansas City, Missouri at ASI, and it's in the exhibit hall. You can hear lots of noise and, and, and people talking and chatting about ministry and about how God is working in and with them and encouraging one another. That's why we're doing these segments. We wanted to bring our podcast for Mission Sunlight Chat here and talk to ministries like uh, my friend John Helly with Life Talk Radio and um, just hear what's going on in ministries. So just a moment, I'll talk a little bit more to John. My name is Christopher Beeson. I'm uh, the host for Mission Sunlight Chat. Our director of production and engineering today is Jordan Wagner. Mission Sunlight Chat is a nonprofit Christian media production. So if you'd like to know more, visit us at missionsunlight.org. And if you want to click uh, donate there when you go. We welcome that. Thank you in advance for whatever you might be led to give. Um, and your prayers, your money, any combination of these is greatly appreciated. We are grateful for you, and we appreciate whatever you would like to do for this work. Now, one more thing before we get into today's program. We need to grow. We want to touch more lives for Jesus. We want to share the story of Jesus. We want to spread the truth as it is in Jesus. So please, if you can't give your time, maybe you can't give your prayers or your monies, would you please share this link with a friend today, and a friend or even an enemy. Uh, post it on your social media, text it uh, to a friend right now, even snail mail it if you want. Share Mission Sunlight Chat today, and we just say thank you, thank you, thank you. John, ASI is that. It's about sharing. It's about networking with other ministries and learning and encouraging and blessing one another as God has blessed us. Tell me about Life Talk Radio and how God has blessed you through it and what he's doing. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to think of where to start. Maybe at the early stages of when I started with Life Talk. Okay. Um, so I actually started actually even before that in radio back in 1989 in college, Pacific Union College. Okay. Had a great experience there learning. Actually wasn't even thinking of radio as a track for you know the future, um, but just got caught by the passion and the ability to connect with people. Real people would call into radio programs that were going through challenges in their lives, and, uh, and they would call us, and we weren't experts, we were just college students at the time, <laughs> doing our best to you know, work there at the station. And uh, various stories came along, and there was a pivotal one that came along that just, to me, transformed me into looking at radio for ministry. And that was when we got a call from a person who said that that program you just played, that piece of music you just shared, was so powerful. I want you to know that that caused me to stop what I was going to do. And I said, and I would listen to you know, intently. What was he going to He said, I was planning to commit suicide. Mm. And so it was just like, whoa, you know. And so the Spirit led, gave us words to share. Um, that person came from the brink, came Praise back, realizing that there's hope. There's hope. There's no matter what struggle we're going through, God has a plan. So that changed my, my focus of, of let's move in a direction where we're helping people, where we're not only giving them platitudes or words or whatever, but we're really helping them to connect with the source of life, Jesus mm -hmm. Christ, and doing that through the radio. So um, began to take classes, of course, went all the way through college, student missionary at Adventist World Radio. Uh, had a fantastic time there. Where were you? With them. That was on the island of Guam. Okay. 
and uh, Jordan and I have, were have you there? been there to that campus. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. And of course, when you arrive on the plane and you're, they open the doors and you come out there in Guam, you feel that humidity, yep. right? But uh, wonderful, loving people. And the stories, again, that would come back from listeners being touched by the gospel from China and different places where they're not able to have right. churches like you and I can sit here and have Radio a Radio waves have no walls. Exactly. It just powers on through. Um, I remember the times where they had jamming devices that would jam the broadcasts. And, uh, and then later on, AWR had the opportunity to actually use those same jamming devices to share the gospel message out. Um, oh, that's so got to be a good story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the letters and stuff that come. So this is all part of just the building and growing and enthusiasm for me as to radio was more than just radio. It's radio for ministry and connecting with folks. And so then from there, I came back to school, did some more schooling, then went back to um, um, Guam again because they called me to manage the local FM station that was there on Guam. And uh, we had basically some programming that was playing there, some classical at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of the local people were not into that. They were into other things, and so we weren't really reaching the people. So we decided, hey, we're here for a mission of sharing Jesus. Let's make everything you know, focus on Jesus Christ. So we changed the programming there, the format, and it was like dynamite. People were just coming all over the place, coming to the churches, coming to visit, wanting to learn more about Jesus Christ as a result of the invitations they were hearing on the radio. We had to start a Bible school because there were people wanting Bible studies. So we were sending Bible studies out to listeners. We had people showing up to church for the first time um, because they just felt the love, they felt hope, they felt encouraged with what they were hearing on the radio. So that's just some of the experiences I had back in those that were leading me to eventually become part of Life Talk Radio in 2001. That's when I joined the ministry. When did Life Talk itself begin? So Life Talk began in 1992, okay. in March of 1992. So we're just now at 30, broadcast time 31. about just into 31 years yeah. here, a little over. And uh, started it with our first station, KSOH, in Yakima, Washington. And uh, when they were starting there, they were just gearing up for, um, you know, just one station. They were never thinking of a network broadcast. But they were just moving forward in faith and saying, well, we have this broadcast here. We would like to get it to some other areas nearby. Mm -hmm. Well, pretty soon they had relatives or friends in other states. And the only way to do that was to go satellite. So they worked on that to get the satellite broadcast going. First, we were on clear channel satellite broadcasting. Um, across the nation, and then eventually um, in 2014, more current, we actually joined um, Galaxy 19, where a lot of our other f partnering ministry friends were located on. Right. Yeah. Wow. So 31 years of ministry. I guess you've talked to a few people. <laughs> we sure have. I know at one point, um, Network 7 was talking with uh, the leadership of Life Talk about a way to partnership partner with Life Talk, and I learned quite a bit about kind of your inner workings. I'm sure some things have changed, and it's probably been 10 years ago. Sure. Um, when the media center uh, kind it of broke up. I don't yeah. like that word because it sounds bad, but they, well, they, they continued, went to different Well, they continued, but they just went to different out. satellites, yeah. less sections. Yeah, yeah and exactly. so I, you've got a fascinating group of listenership through the years. Mm -hmm. uh, people that have been partners with your ministry, they truly... Um, support. They buy into the work. Uh, and your your program is 
fairly diversity, uh, fairly diverse. What what can people find if they tune into Life Talk? What, what will they find? So of course, Life Talk means we're going to have a lot of talk programs on there. We do have music as well, um, but the talk programs are going to feature all kinds of programs dealing with health. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have like Dr. Hans Deal, Dr. Westerdahl. Dr. DeRose, some of those you may have heard of, uh, all hitting from various aspects on how to improve our health. And of course, after we've gone through all that we've gone through in this world in the last few years, health is very important and on the mind of a lot of people. How can we just, you know, improve, you know, peak, maybe we're already healthy, but how can we make things even better? Um, If we're nervous about um, dementia or some other areas, what are things that we can take or do that can help improve or stave off some of those things coming? And just making simple lifestyle choices, making those changes can literally transform our bodies, our minds, and help us to be able to do what we want to do. You know, not just living longer, but with quality Mm -hmm. in our lives. And then when we learn about that, we can't help but share, right? Because, you know, you're feeling good. You want to share it with someone else. Because, hey, I was doing this, and now I've lost all this weight. Or, you know, my my cholesterol levels are down. How did you do that? You know, people want to know these things, you know. So through health, we're then able to also share the gospel as well, that Jesus gave us this health plan back in, you know, Genesis, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, our first parents, if you will, grandparents, pioneers, Adam and Eve, you know, they lived surrounded by all this fruit, nuts, vegetables, grains, you know, all those things. So the more we can get back to those kind of natural things, even in this year that we're living in right now, the better our lives improve. So we share that with the, with the radio audience, and some are call-in programs, some are programs that are already produced and sent to us. Um, we have some other programs that deal with Bible prophecy. So some f- folks, you know, are not experts in the book of Revelation or Daniel. How do you understand those beasts or this different thing? So we look at it with a concept of Jesus is there at all times. So this is not a book to be scared about, uh, to be nervous about, that Jesus is there, he's guiding us. And when you look at Daniel Revelation, it helps you to understand where we are as human beings in this world that we're living right now. Mm -hmm. What role is the United States playing or other countries around the world? And how can we be part of this movement that God is creating around the world to actually further the gospel to help more people be transformed and saved? That there's a part each of us can play. Mm -hmm. You know, our listeners right now can play a part. Each of us can play a part and just engage in what God is already doing. And uh, we're just knitted right into his plan if we so choose. As I listen to you talk, people are going to go, wow, that's a great ASI ministry. (laughs) But they'll maybe be surprised to find out that you're actually uh, an operation of the Seventh-day Adventist Church's media ministry. We are. uh, Directly. And so I want to talk about why would a church entity be at a layman's exhibition? We'll talk about that when we come back from our break, okay? Sounds great. We're going to take a break for about 60 seconds. Just a reminder, missionsunlight.org is a place where you can learn more and you can give there too. Please share the link to today's program or the entire show podcast platform with a friend by text, by social media, or even by email. Take a moment right now during the break and share it with someone. And I want to thank you for doing that. We'll be back with more Mission Sunlight Chat.
Welcome back to Mission Sunlight Chat. Our guest from Life Talk Radio, John Helly. Thank you so much for joining us today. John, I am an old radio guy. Uh, my career in media began uh, in two areas. In, in television, I was a weekend teleprompter at the ABC television station in Panama City, Florida. Awesome. And my buddies there on the weekend got me a weekend job. Uh, I think it was overnights on Saturday night. I went in at midnight and got off at 6 a.m. on like an oldies radio mm -hmm. uh, program. And so I was the DJ doing the weather and the, the time and, and the station identifiers. I, I didn't do much, <laughs> but it got me into radio. I love media. Yeah. And when I served as a pastor for a number of years, uh, as a Seventh-day Adventist pastor full time, I was trying to pretend like that part of my life was behind me <laughs> and I wasn't going to do that media stuff. And, you know, one of my churches said, we think maybe we should be doing something with television or radio. What do you think? Oh, and I couldn't, I couldn't hide from it. I said, <laughs> why don't we get a, a marketing person? You know, I, not that I had all the answers, but I had some answers. Uh -huh. I could have answered them. I thought, let's ask a professional. Maybe there's something new today. And I didn't want to give too much, you know, of, of my media history and get, you know, get that. Well, long story short, we ended up recording a whole series of what we called Common Beliefs Commercial. Mm -hmm. uh, programs and so my involvement with media has just been going on since I'm about 17 years old and I'm, we're not going to talk about how old I am today but <laughs> anyway I love media I love radio that's my yeah. first love um, so it's really good to talk with you uh, and, as and let me just interject on that too that there may be listeners who are listening that think you know um, which which happens now today you know is radio still viable are people still listening oh, yeah. and and as a radio network I just want to assure you that yes it is but you got to think of it and you probably already know this already as if I would have to share it but the reality is radio is all over it's in your pocket on your laptop that's right on your on your uh, tablet it's just um, not just it, on your FM dial on, anymore we're on Roku for Life Talk Radio we're on Amazon Alexa we're we're like all over the place satellite galaxy 19 all these places so it's it just radio is just more to be in all the places where people want to be and that's the key mm -hmm. wherever they are wherever they're consuming media mm -hmm. and that includes our podcast as well mm -hmm. we need to be where people are so we're on Spotify with our podcast as well and other places too um, so it, so just in case anyone wonder oh is, you know radio still relevant it is, it is indeed. it's still the most listened to you know when you're in the car you can't always you know watch the television <laughs> or do something else you're actually paying attention to the cars in front of you so you don't have an accident um, radio is just there it's many times a friend for somebody who's alone maybe at home and can't be with someone else so anyway just a oh. little in interjection there. excellent <laughs> word I, I do appreciate it so as yeah. we mentioned a moment ago you are a Seventh-day Adventist Church entity, not an ASI member, but yet you're connected with ASI. Why would you come to a convention like this? Why, why are you connected? What's the draw? You know, my first time to ASI probably with Life Talk Radio was, I think, 2004 mm -hmm. in Nashville. I think Nashville, Tennessee, ASI was happening there. And up to that point, I had never been to an ASI. But when I came there, and then ever since then, the people that come to ASI are really, to me, the cream, uh, the, the people who are truly um, not just talking the talk, but walking the walk with Jesus. Those are the kind of quality people I see coming to ASI. Mm -hmm. So the people that come to visit the booths are those kind of people. The people who are ministries exhibiting here at ASI are those kind of people who are not just sitting content to sit in the pew at church, okay, on the weekend, but they're content 
to say, I want to take what I have or my gift, whatever God has given me, and I want to push it and do something more. And so for Life Talk Radio, that's awesome. We want to partner with people. So we've had people come say, I'd like to start a radio station in my community. So we say, hey, we'd love that. We are looking for people who are passionate about wanting to start a station. We will help you. Whenever there's an opening from the FCC, we will guide you. We will walk mm-hmm. you through the steps. We'll be there like a coach and guide you every step of the way, you mm-hmm. know, from filings to everything. Um, and then once you get on the air, we'll help you, you know, the equipment, all those things. No, where should I order stuff? What we'll do? We won't just leave you hanging because we know that's another beacon of light in a community where the gospel's now shared, you know, in a way that can reach somebody that maybe isn't reached in another way. Um, so to us, it's just, it's a wonderful fit to be here at ASI. We go to a lot of conventions, but ASI is right right towards the top right there, right where we, because of the quality that of people that are come, that are passionate about Jesus, that want to see people that are currently maybe lost, one, for Christ. And how can we use innovative means, whether it be through internet or technologies, television, radio, whatever it is, and harness these things to reach people for the, for the gospel before it's too late. And a number, if I'm not mistaken, a number of our ASI ministries, particularly I'm thinking of some of our schools, but I think, uh, anyway, some of the ministries are actually using the Life Talk programming on their own radio station uh, stations that they're operating out of their campuses. Um, do you have any idea how many of those are? Or, or well, Life Talk right now has over 200 affiliate stations. Okay. Of those stations, uh, probably at least over 100 to 115 are carrying Life Talk all the time. Mm-hmm. And then some of the other ones are just picking and choosing programs to interject with what they already have with their programs. Um, one of the things we tried to do long ago is make everything as free as possible. Jesus gave us, you know, he paid the ultimate price, but he gives us the gospel. We can choose it freely today. And so we don't want to be charging a lot of expenses for people to, okay, so we're going to go with Life Talk, but we have to pay all this money. So basically, if they can get their equipment and get up and running, we're there to provide whatever we have freely. We have received freely. We give mm-hmm. as much as possible. There are a few areas like maybe the news or something that if they want that, they, they have to, ch- to cover the costs on that. But it's very minimal. Um, but we always look for ways to partner with folks. Another way we're partnering here with ASI members is while we're here at our booths, we have teams uh, or groups of people from Life Talk that are going around to the individual ASI booths. Um, why are we doing that? Because we believe that each ministry is so valuable. They're doing something that we think our listeners would like to hear about. They might be passionate about saving a child that's in an orphanage or strengthening the funds that are needed for that orphanage. Or they might be uh, wanting to use modern technology, computer ways to reach people for Jesus Christ. So each of these booths have something available. So we go and share our materials with them and say, hey, would you provide us with a 30-second or a 60-second public service announcement spot? And we will play that free. Sometimes they're surprised that we don't charge them. It's like, (laughs) no, this is free. The Seventh-day Adventist Church, North American Division, we want to be here as a blessing to augment in any way we can what God is already doing yeah. and very evident in all the ASI ministries that are here. So we simply just come to say, hey, can we take the good stuff you're doing and just share it with more who may not have heard with our listeners? And so we tell people, don't just do it one time. Keep sending stuff and we'll keep sharing it over the radio with listeners so that they can, as they find the passion of what you're sharing, if they're passionate, they'll link and select your, your ministry. They'll go to your website. They'll want to learn more about what you're offering. And then through that process, connect with Jesus Christ in a deeper way. 
the work of Christ will be finished. Absolutely. When the lay people combine arms yeah. with those in the pulpit, it's those a in full-time It's ministry. a collaboration. Yeah. You know, the day and age of, oh, I'm just life talk, or there's this, this ministry, that all has to go out the door. Jesus has called us to come together in unity with under himself purpose. with one purpose, to work for him, to bring people together Amen. towards the common goal. Amen. John, one more time, how can people connect with Life Talk? So, of course, we have our Life Talk website, uh, lifetalk.net. That's a way to connect there. Uh, we are on satellite on Galaxy 19, channel 1004. There, uh, you can also pick us up on Roku, on Alexa. Um, we have also your smartphones. Everyone has a smartphone these days, even the kids, right? Um, so you can go to your store and just enter Life Talk, put it all together uh, with the word radio space, Life Talk, and then radio. It'll pop ours right up to the top. Usually there's sometimes an advertisement, so just make sure you're downloading the right one. Get on the right one. Get on the right one, so you're g actually getting what you're going for. And then what do you get when you download the Life Talk radio app? You actually get our mainstream which will have our programs you know health programs programs for kids all kinds of things on our mainstream also on the app there's a 24-hour channel just for kids mm -hmm. 24 hours bible your bible story um your story hour uh, bible and living sound um brinkman adventures lamplighter theater I mean, 24 hours of kids' programs. Uh, uh, I've got a 12 and a 10-year-old Little kids all home. the way up. Yeah. You said Alexa a minute ago. So if they're, yes. they're on the Alexa, the, all they have to do is just say, hey, play me. Alexa, play Life Talk Kids, if Life that's Talk the one kids. they want. Wow. Um, or Alexa, play Life Talk Radio, if that's you want. Or if you just want just our music, Alexa, play Life Talk Radio Music. Okay. And it comes right up. So it's really nice. Uh, I realize some people are not into Alexa. I, I, I remember some people coming up to me. Oh, I don't want Big Brother listening to me. Folks, you got to go where the people are. Right. And people are, a lot of people, mil millions of people are buying these devices. So the gospel needs to be where the people are. Right. So that's why Life Talk Radio is there. Excellent. Yeah. We're going to come back and talk a little bit about our personal connection and uh, just invite you to give a charge to our listeners. I do want to say to our li listeners, we're going to record back in our studios in Chattanooga a, a personal interview with you and I, and we'll learn a little bit more about your journey because there's uh, certainly some uh, more that we could unpack. Sure. Uh, but we'll do that in a separate interview a little later on, so they'll want to keep tuned and subscribe to Mission Sunlight Chat to hear that. But we hope you've been encouraged and blessed by listening to the program so far today. We have more to come, but we need to take a break. So remember, you can give at missionsunlight.org, and you can share the program with anybody right now. Thanks for doing both or either. We'll be right back with more Mission Sunlight Chat. Our salvation is a day-to-day -day matter, isn't it? real principle of the Sabbath is reconnecting ourselves with the Creator. We must learn to abide in Jesus now. We move ahead with our mission objectives, recognizing that we are serving together the Most High God. Welcome back to Mission Sunlight Chat. We are here in the great exhibit hall of ASI in Kansas City, Missouri. We're enjoying a great long weekend of ASI uh, networking and listening to uh, 
ministries and, 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 and connecting with others, and of course, great speakers along the way, seminars and training and so forth that ASI brings. If you've not been to an ASI, you should check it out. Go to asiministries.org and learn more at that website. But we're here in the exhibit hall where there's literally hundreds of of uh, people sharing what God is doing in the ministry that they're working in. And so you hear a bit of noise. You may hear an announcement in a minute or two. We're getting close to the exhibit hall hours uh, shutting down, so they'll be making announcements to people about that and doing some giveaways. So if you hear that in the background, it's okay. Uh, if you're listening and not watching, it might seem a little foreign to hear that. So just kind of want to warn you to what's happening around us. There is uh, a lot going on here at ASI. Uh, John, you and I both are... Uh, Connected to radio, um, my history, my early days was in radio. Um, sounds like your early days out west was in radio. Yeah. Uh, there's another area that we, our lives have, uh, I won't say connected, but have at least familiar territory, and that is in loss. Yes. Um, and probably many of our viewers and listeners can also relate. Um, a couple of years ago, I lost my wife, and uh, I have since remarried. I want to throw that caveat out there because. Hey, I'm married again, and people might be confused about what's going on with that. So a couple of years ago, I lost my wife, and it was a very, very difficult time for me. And uh, some years ago, you lost your daughter yes. as well. Um, maybe you could share a moment, uh, a thought about uh, that and, and the grief that you and your wife have experienced. That's right. Yeah, it was actually 2015. You know, it's one of those things that if it happens to you as a family and you lose someone, especially somebody like a child, um, it's just any loss is terrible. Any loss is terrible. But um, it was uh, November 24 of 2015, just uh, around the Thanksgiving time. Um, we were working with uh, my in-laws. They had a tree. My father-in-law is really good at, you know, putting a tree exactly here, or back there if it needs to drop. And they live in a foresty area, kind of, and they just want to make sure a tree wasn't going to fall on the house. And so it, all of it was going just perfectly fine, as he always did. No issues there. Um, and so we're getting close to the time when things, and so I had the kids go off to the side, to the side of a house, and he's built that concrete house. And so everything was just solid. Um, and so I had the kids, uh, my son that we adopted, Caleb, and then my daughter, Deborah, and they went off to the side, so they were protected by the house, you know, the concrete house. Um, so we're about ready. Everything's about done for the tree to come down. And at the last moment, we hear this pop. And the tree, this tall 80-foot uh, oak tree, um, just pivots about 45 degrees and just starts heading straight down. And where it was coming was right to the edge of the house. I thought it was going to hit the house for sure. And it's the outer branches of that tree coming down just swatted my kids both of them just straight to the ground mm. and uh all we could say is kids run you know you think of all the things you could say in that moment you know uh kids run you know and uh in one moment my kids were fine and the next moment they were down on the ground and i thought they were both probably killed um i started to see some movement and my son was moving and so i was oh praise god you know he's moving even if it's sore went over to my daughter and i could tell she had been you know, hit by the branch. It was an outer branch. This came down. And uh, so that began a, a many steps. The ambulance were called. The amazingly out there in the country came very fast. They were not slow at all. 
where they were located, they realized the severity of the situation for my daughter, so they said they would have to fly her out. So the nearest school was the public school there in uh, Von Orr, Tennessee. And so they brought the helicopter into that area, and then they flew her immediately to UT um, Medical Center, University of Tennessee Medical Center, there in Knoxville. And uh, the whole time we're just praying, we're driving, you know, to the to to the uh, hospital, just hoping with with hope, you know, that somehow, some way. And um, and so we were brought to a special room inside the hospital, and the doctors were talking to us, and uh, they were trying all these different things. And then eventually, the moment came. And says, "Well, you know, we, we hate to say this, but you know, she's just on life support. She's there. There's just the machines are just doing the job. There's." Yeah. She's not going to make it, you know. We're so sorry. And it became really real, you know. And uh, and I guess it was a real hard moment because we have to give the permission, you know, to the hospital attendants and the doctors of what they're trying to do to be able to turn off the machines. And that's a really, you know, hard thing to do when it's your child. But I say all that because I know someone who's listening, maybe right now to this podcast, um, maybe you've lost a child or you know someone who has. Um, I want to let you know there's hope. And the reason I had hope on that day, even though my day was coming to sort of to an end, because you feel like that. You feel like mm-hmm. you've just been stabbed in the heart. There's no living. <laughs> you want to go and crawl into a corner somewhere, into a closet. Uh, the depression and the sadness is so deep. Um, but God was always there. And I had the hope. You know, First Thessalonians there, 4.13, that gives us courage. Um, you know, reminds us that Jesus is coming back and that the dead in Christ will rise first. Jesus is going to literally speak. And those loved ones like my daughter and maybe your loved one as you're listening to this program who has died and you're, you're struggling with that. And that's okay. It was never meant to be for us to lose someone, you know. But when you're going through those kinds of things, just hang on to the fact that Jesus, the reason he came and died on a cross for you and for me, was to pay for our sins and to bring an end to sadness. The loss of your wife, the loss of my daughter, mm-hmm. so that there would not be a perpetuity, you know, a forever, I don't know if that's a correct word, but an eternity, basically, of sin. That there would be an end to all this craziness and that we would get a chance to see our loved ones again. A little backstory on my, just before my daughter passed away, she'd been studying with my father, who is a retired minister, and uh, she had that moment where she captured who Jesus was. Amen. You have That Jesus hope. is her real friend. Yeah. And she so enjoyed it. And it was just 30 days later that she was going to be baptized, and the accident happened right before her baptism. But she had that experience with Jesus. She knew who he was, and she was looking forward to his soon coming, didn't realize that, you know, Life would stop for her, and then life would begin again when Jesus calls her back to life at the resurrection. Just in the blink of an eye, but exactly. It's so still she, d- us you know, alone. yeah, we have to still stay here and live and go through the challenge of our losses. But I guess just to the listener who's listening, I, l- I just want to give you hope and courage. One of the stepping stones that helped us was a ministry uh, called Grief Share. Um, And now um, Faith for Today offers a ministry for grief share as well. Okay. And I would encourage listeners and those who are listening to take take an opportunity. Don't just go for a quick weekend. I'm going to just pray about this and I'm going to power on through and I'm going to get through it. You need to take time to grieve. Yes. Um, And we can talk about maybe some more of those things in a a follow-up program. But but the importance of grieving, even Jesus, 
is our example, knowing that he was going to resurrect Lazarus, but Lazarus is dead there. Remember that mm -hmm. story at the tomb? And Mary and Martha, oh, Jesus, if you just come sooner, you know. But Jesus didn't come sooner because he knew what was going to come, and he wanted to have that opportunity to share that with them, and then he was able to bring them back to life. So, um, so I, ha I today move with courage, with hope, Yes, am I a human being? I have moments, especially the anniversary dates in November, mm -hmm. where I'll look at pictures, see my daughter again, and I just have a good weeping session, a good, you know, a good cry, you know. And I, I'm a guy, but I can say, yeah, I, I cry. It's sad to lose someone, but I don't stay there in that moment. I, I go to the moment of Jesus, the resurrection, calling my daughter back to life, and I live in that moment that very soon Jesus is coming back, and we will see the loved ones we've lost, and there's hope. There's hope for us. There's a great hymn with the words, we have this hope That's right. that burns mm. within our heart. Yeah. Hope in the coming of the Lord. Amen. 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 And I do want to endorse Grief Share. I went through the program. Uh, yeah. It uh, was a real blessing to me. Yeah. Um, so someone grieving, someone with that same struggle. We actually started at our church doing some of those grief shares. And there's something about it. If you have felt wounded and you've struggled, if you have the opportunity to go and help someone else that mm -hmm. has gone through some challenge, who has lost someone, there's nothing like helping somebody else that takes the focus off of you. Like in my case, it was my daughter. Mm -hmm. When I'm helping somebody else who lost their husband, their wife, or a child, I'm giving that person hope, and I'm taking my eyes off me and helping them to put their eyes on Jesus Christ. Amen. And it just, it's a great way. I mean, God didn't want us to keep our focus on ourselves and just be like in a dungeon of sadness. But there is a time period where we must grieve. Amen. And even Jesus did. Yeah. John, as we get ready to close, why don't you have a word of prayer for us and then we'll wrap up. Sure, absolutely. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this ministry and the podcast ministry they have and the listeners that are tuned in. We thank you for all the folks that have come to ASI and each ministry represented. Lord, you are doing so many amazing things through so many groups, and you're allowing us to all collaborate and partner and share. And Lord, as we're, we've been talking today, my hope, and I know it's all of our hopes here yes. with Chris too, is that those who are listening would realize that there is hope, and the hope is Jesus Christ. So no matter what struggle we're going through, no matter what challenge we're facing, whether it's cancer, whether it's you name it, the world has so many challenges. We should not live in a state of fear. We can live with courage. Mm -hmm. We can live with hope because of you, Lord Jesus. You have given us that hope and you want us to give it to others. So help us to be empowered by your, by your strength, your faith. Fill us with the Holy Spirit and use us to encourage others because we want more people to be saved and encouraged and be in the kingdom when that day comes. Thank you for hearing our prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, John, for joining us today. This is today's program from the Media Missionaries of Network 7 Media Center. This has been Mission Sunlight Chat. As I said, John Helley, our guest from Life Talk Radio. I'm Christopher Beeson, your host and our engineer today, Jordan Wagner. We thank you for joining us. We thank you for sharing our program with friends via text, email, on your social media platforms. We also thank you for your gifts and your prayers, especially, especially your prayers. That's all today from our mobile studios here at ASI in Kansas City, Missouri. We'll um, look forward to seeing you back here next time. This is Mission Sunlight Chat.